2: this is no credentials required powered by belly up sports and a part of the belly up sports podcast network here are your hosts Corey mansfield and ryan mccarthy Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan McCarthy, and joining me is a man who is getting his broom out as his Islanders are looking to sweep tomorrow night. Corey Mansfield. Corey, how we doing? Uh,
1: Yeah, the Islanders are definitely going to sweep tomorrow night. (laughs) It's over. It's over with. It's over with. Is that a guarantee? It's a, guarantee. it's a guarantee. All right. All right, Mark Messier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so if you got a chance to listen to last week's episode, uh, if you haven't, go. you can go back in the archives. Uh, we've, we're on a, a bunch of different uh, formats now. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, well, you, you, you can find them pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, so tonight we're going to do some, we're going to talk about some uh, NHL hockey. The playoffs are in full swing. And we'll talk a little bit, we'll talk a little baseball too, and also uh, an odd story from NHL, uh, from NFL training camp last week that happened. So let's start off with the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are now in effect. And Corey, what have been some of the biggest surprises and the biggest uh, and the biggest uh, disappointments that you've seen so far?
1: Well, I think the last time we talked, we talked it, the. Um Columbus in Toronto we were talking about, about that game. Remember that was the night that they had to play? Yeah. And then and then a couple nights later <laughs> it was the lightning and the blue jackets going the five overtimes. I stayed up and watched almost the entire game. That was insane. Wow. It was just crazy. I mean and so I mean that series right there, uh, even though Tampa Bay leads the series three to one and they won today, mm-hmm. uh it, it's still gonna take a lot out of that team. And I think that bodes well for the Islanders down the road. Obviously, I think if the Islanders were to win their series, I think that they would ultimately play the Flyers if everything kind of shakes out in that series. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, looking at the Islanders, and not just because I'm an Islanders fan, but right now, and a lot of the uh, commentators on... Uh, And uh, NBC uh, Sports Network has said the Islanders are a dangerous team. And the reason the Islanders are a dangerous team is they're playing their defense is just off the charts right now. Hmm. I mean, their defense is really what's pushing them. And now their offense is starting to come around. Right. And they win (laughs) ugly games. They're going to win games two to one, three to two. Um, That's how they want to do it. They get a lead and they don't let you, and they're dangerous because it, of that. Yeah, it's a it's a Barry Trotz uh, it's a
2: Barry Trotz molded team,
1: because you
2: know, of course it's you know Barry Trotz is their head coach.
1: Yeah, and if anybody watched uh, the game, I believe it was game one when they were down two goals, and everybody kind of you know. I had to go run an errand. I didn't shut the TV off, Ryan. I wasn't going to, you know, be one of those fans. <laughs> I had to go take my son somewhere. So I, I, they came back in that game, and it was like they gained confidence in, this, in, that, in that game as the game went on. And there was a, a sequence in that game when they were just blocking shots like it was going out of style. And then the last game, not the last game, the game two... Uh, there was a series where the Islanders were in the Capitals' uh, offensive zone, and they just wouldn't. They were just forechecking them, and they wouldn't let them get the puck. Mm-hmm. It, it was like they were playing keep away from them, and uh, and they could not get the puck out of their own end. Hmm. And it was just dominant. It was dominant. And th- right now, looking at these teams, I mean, you look at teams like the Bruins. The Bruins, you know, they lead that series, but they just lost to Karask. He opted out. He took. So now they took. He took his pads and went home but all jokes
2: aside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you get
1: the, I just made so, a joke. <laughs> so, 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 so he, so
2: yeah. I was yeah. waiting for you to get the joke, but that's okay. Go
1: ahead. Ed, keep going. <laughs> so I got it. All right. He, there you you know, he leaves now. Um, now, now his his the goaltending situation there is kind of murky. I mean, Halak is okay, but you talk about a team that wants to win the Stanley Cup, you need you know a clear cut number one. They don't yeah. have that now. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the Lightning. You know, obviously they're in a battle right now. with The Blue Jackets. I don't think the Blue Jackets are going to lay down. Tortorella is not going to let that team lay down. No. The Flyers are having a little bit of trouble with the Canadians. I mean, if you think about it, they only won one nothing yesterday. So I mean, either way, you know that it, let's say they that could have been. An, Anybody's game, really. Yesterday, right. So if you look at the Islanders, they're shutting down a really good offensive team right now in the Capitals. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, if you watch that game yesterday at the end of it, there was a sequence right before Barzell scored the game-winning goal in overtime, where uh, the there was a there was a breakaway by the Capitals and Varamov stopped the guy once, then twice, and the Islanders went the other way and ended up scoring and winning the game in overtime. Hmm. But that's just how the Islanders are. They're good goaltending right now. I mean, not great goaltending, but good, solid goaltending. Great defense, and they're opportunistic, and that's what they are. They're going to go deep in this. I really believe that. Not just because I'm a fan, but I honestly think this way their style is set up. That, like you said, the trot style, the trot system, is going to go very far in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if they uh. If they wound up sweeping tomorrow night uh, against a very good Capitals team, who, as you said, very, very potent offensively, but the, but the Islanders have been managed have managed to uh, slow them down a little bit. Uh, this Flyers-Canadians series is, it, it's, I, I, it's it's a it's a pretty good series. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of goaltending or defense, you love this series. Because you've seen, what? Two shutouts, yep. one by each team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carey Price is on a is on a, is on a good tear right now. He only allowed one goal to the Flyers on Sunday, but he didn't uh, couldn't get the win. And they're they're behind two one right now. But uh, t- Montreal is one of those intriguing teams. The Flyers are definitely an intriguing team that they'll do enough to win. They got that that kid Hart who is who is uh, who is. Being compared to Bernie Perrant, but let's 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 stop the comparisons right now. <laughs> let's not. Put
1: I mean, the Canadians yet. The Canadians are playing on House Money right now. They if they if they up come and they upset the Flyers, you know that's a huge deal. But if they lose, nobody really. They shouldn't. They weren't even supposed to make a pass to Penguins. No, they weren't. And they, and they did. So you know, can I see that? I can see them definitely winning the next game. And I could see this going deep, and that bodes well. If go they go seven. deep into this series, it yeah. If, if they go, and, and and especially with how these games are set up, and how uh, the scheduling is, there's really no rest for the weary in these situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they go deep into a series, let's say the Islanders, you know, sweep the Capitals, which they are, they're going to do that. By the way, okay. I, I'll re- keep on reiterating that. If they sweep them, and then and then this series goes you know to 7 the islanders are going to probably play the flyers they're going to be completely rested yeah and yeah. the flyers are going to be a beat up and, and that bodes well for the, and and to be completely honest with you the the, the flyers don't have a tremendous offense mm-hmm. you know they more depend on their goal I mean look at it they only scored one goal for him the other day and he had to stop all the shots for them to get the win right so I mean if you're the Islanders you're just sitting back saying please let this series go seven we'll be rested we'll go after them." so I mean that, that's where I'm looking at I think I, ultimately I think the Flyers are going to win the series um, and you know I, I I think you know just quick predictions I I, I you know I think the Lightning are obviously going to win the Flyers are going to win the Islanders are guaranteed to win, and then the other part, uh, the other series is the uh, the, Bruins, the Bruins. I think will hurricanes. win that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that'll that those are pretty much guaranteed. I so. don't know. I mean, with,
2: with Tuca leaving, uh, that could pose a very interesting, very interesting dynamic going into the rest of the series. They're up 2 one right now, but the Hurricanes are one of those teams. That, I mean, they they really put a whipping on the Rangers. Uh, yeah, but which I'm which I'm happy to see, but also sad to see because they went up getting the number one pick in the draft, um, which is another topic. But, um, you know, that could be I could go seven uh, Western Conference is another di- is another. Yeah, they get some interesting series. It's some pretty fun series here. Golden Knights are up three one on the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks wind up when uh, surviving the Blues. Do you see the Blues making it past this round? This first round
1: you know it's you, you can't count out a team that's a defending stanley cup champions you can never count out a team like that i mean they're gonna battle to the end and i mean the canucks for the most part are a relatively young team they yeah. have some young players so you, you're not you know and the blues are pretty experienced you know i think you know one of the players that they're missing right now is pat maroon who yeah. is with the lightning now who is a big part of that team last year and i think they're really starting to miss him um but i mean you look at these series i mean the avalanche i think you're going to take care of business against the coyotes and the avalanche everybody's kind of saying they're going to make it to the stanley cup yeah as of, uh, as of but, right
2: as of right now they're up 4-1 at the end of the second as well as we yeah. are recording
1: yeah and then you know i mean the the i i Looking at the other series, I mean, really haven't watched much of the Flames and Stars, though I probably should because it's tied two-two. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think if we're, if we're looking at the Western Conference and who's gonna who's gonna go right, if if. If I'm picking them right now, who's going to go? It's obviously going to be Golden Knights. I mean, they got a stranglehold in that or a stronghold in that series. Right. Uh, I think the, the I think the Blues are actually going to come back and win that series. I I really do. I think they're going to come back and win that series. I, I watched some of their and robin games and they looked a little flat. I, I'm I'm just I'm just
2: from my point perspective. Um, they played Colorado tight until that last second goal with point was a point zero point four seconds left. On the clock, mm-hmm. uh, they lost to Dallas in overtime. I think they'll wind up losing to losing to uh, Vegas in overtime too. So, um, you know those those three games have a they could make you th- and, and they lost the first two games to Vancouver. So, come out a little flat, and the round robin is gonna add a little bit of snowball effect in their first two games with with Vancouver. But they went up last night in overtime, and. They got uh, a quick turnaround game tonight where they can tie the series or go down 3-1. So, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs is a is a, is a, is a very different animal from a lot of these other sports in that. It,
1: and you know, one of the things a lot of the announcers have been talking about is the start times for a lot of these games. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, you look at the Islanders the other day, the Islanders and the Capitals had to play a 12 o'clock game on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or And and. So some teams are playing twelve o'clock games. Some teams, you know, obviously West Coast are gonna have later, but these they're playing ten o'clock games, and a couple of days later they're playing eight o'clock games. These players have routines that they do, yeah. And they have, and when you're playing at a different time of the day, and and this and that. You don't get in your rhythm. You don't get in your routines, and sometimes that can throw teams off. I honestly, I don't think in the Islanders series, it's totally the Islanders just dominating. I think the Capitals, like, I think they're off because of that. I, I you know, I mean, you look at Ovechkin. Like, what's up with Ovechkin? I mean, one shot last game, and it was in the overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean. And, and I don't think they're shutting him down. It's just where has he been? Is he just off because of everything going? on? And you got to remember, these players aren't around their family. They're not around their kids. They're not. They're in a bubble. Right. So I mean, it's really one of those things where y- you just look at it like, or how are these players adapting? And they're human beings. Mm-hmm. They're just not. You know, it's not like a video game where you plug it in and there's, you know, it's they just do it at, the same thing every time. You know, it's these guys have emotions and how are some of these guys handling? Mean, obviously. Tukarask. I don't know what his situation was, but uh, was he not handling well?
2: His situation was that his wife had a baby. I think it was prior to the the bubble happening. Yeah. So he decided to go home and and die. Uh, you know, it's it's prior, it's priorities. You know, I I yeah, definitely. I would have done the same thing if I were in his position. Uh, yeah. But you <clears> know, <throat> it's it's gonna be tough for Boston from here on out, uh, with uh, no real number one goaltender. I mean, Halak is a serviceable. So we'll, Backup, and has been for quite some time, but you know it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be tough sledding for the Bruins here on out, um, yep. even though they're up two one, but they got a chance. To, but we'll see what happens there tonight. Yeah. All right, Corey. Let's talk about let's talk some baseball. And you know it's it, it's the the Cardinals started playing again this this past weekend. The Marlins started playing again. They were at one point had the best. Had the best l- record in the league. Uh, they have fallen down to. They have fallen back down to earth. Uh, I think they've lost what seven of their last, the last ten games. Um, but let me hear your thoughts about what. Uh, since we last talked, we, we, we you kind of had this impression that the season wasn't going to finish.
1: Has your opinion changed, or is it is it different now? <clears throat> I still, I, I, still don't think it's going to finish. I, I, you know, they're a, they're about, they're a little over a third of the way through the season, and, you know, they've had, you know, they're having problems with obviously, you know, players testing COVID, teams testing positive for COVID. I mean, we're, t- we're talking about it, not players, teams almost, and then you have players who aren't following the protocols. Obviously, uh, pleaseack Clevenger um, getting, you know, in in, in the Indians and. I just think that I just get this feeling it's not gonna. And and to be honest with you, right now baseball just seems kind of tainted. Doesn't it feel that way to you? It just doesn't feel right. All these players have opted out. You have this weird kind of the player pool. Like teams are just taking you know these young prospects and just throwing them out there and hoping they stick. I mm-hmm. mean the Mets did that with Andre Jimenez. They actually just brought up Ronnie. Uh, Mauricio, who's their top prospect, I think he's like 18 or 19 years old, and they just put him in the player pool. I mean, play that's what I, you know, teams are just, it just really feels very really tainted with how the season is because it's not a full baseball season. You're talking about a 60-game 60, 60 season when it should be 162. So you're taking a very small sample size of a season to determine a world champion. And I, you know, maybe that I don't, maybe I should change my, how, how I word it, not that I don't think it's going to finish, maybe I don't want it to finish. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because the Mets are in last place, by the way. Well, I was
2: going to ask, are you saying that because the Mets are in last place right now?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, but they're only four, ga- four, four, ga- four games out, I mean, but they're mm-hmm. in last place. And I mean, and if you look at the standings right now, the Braves are suddenly making a resurgence um, they're in second behind again, the first place Marlins, um, but they're starting to make it. I mean, the teams that are supposed to be there. I mean, the Dodgers. Look at them. They're sixteen and seven. The Dodgers are. They're a good team. Yeah, you knew they were going to you know, be there. And I mean, and the, and, and, top. and I mean, and you look at the Cardinals. Even the Cardinals. They've only played nine games, and they're they're in second place, or two and a half out. Um, but yeah, I mean, from a Met, from my point of view as a Met fan, I mean, we're looking up at everybody, and it's going to take a climb to get back there, but. You know, I just feel like in the when it's all said and done and people look back on the 2020 season, what are they going to say if, you know, I don't know, I'm not going to say the Marlins are going to win the World Series, but let's say a team like, I don't know, like the Reds win the World Series or something, they get hot at the right time. Are people going to say, oh, they were a good team or it was because of the shortened season? How do you feel about that? Um- I think I think you're gonna see a lot of baseball. The the, the baseball
2: writers they're the, they're the uber purists of of, of 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 sports writing, and and they drive me absolutely up a wall between between their Hall of Fame voting and how they treat certain players and how they how they write about certain players. And I think this season's this gonna be a giant asterisk in a lot of their in a lot of their minds because you're dealing with a very abnormal situation with what you're dealing with a pandemic and with a shortened season you're only playing 60 games you're only playing a third of the uh, not a third but you're playing you're, you're probably playing about 30% of the games you usually play in I don't know my math I I'm a horrible at math but <laughs> but I'm. I, I, I want to see how this. I, I want to see how this plays out. I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. I, I'll, I'll admit it. They're they're in first place right now in the AL East. A couple of games up on Tampa and Baltimore. Um, but I, I want to see how this plays out because I was listening. To, I was listening to a quick, quick uh, spot on ESPN Radio the other day, and they're saying a lot more players. With the you know, there's some normal normal exceptions, but a lot of players are being a lot more careful with their on-field interactions with high fives and hugs and, and celebrations and whatnot. Uh, I think the onus is going to be on them for the rest of the season. I mentioned that in the last, in our last uh, episode, the onus is going to be on them to act responsibly. And yep. when you're young and you're an athlete, you think you're invincible. Uh, you can think you, do, you can do whatever you want, but with businesses being different businesses being shut down and, and, you know, you're 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 in a hotel. You're cooped up in a hotel room until game time. Uh, you get a little restless uh, in, in, when you're away from your home city. So, but I, I think it's going to be up to the players as to whether or not they want to complete the season. I mean, they almost we almost didn't have a season. <laughs> and that's that's the that's the that's the weird part is that we almost didn't have a season because they wanted all these protocols. They want they wanted their money. Okay, we're going to play <clears throat> a sixty game season. You get you're getting your money. Now act responsibly, and that's I think that's what uh, I think that's what. Uh, Manfred, who has been as execrable, execrable as he is handling this whole situation, uh, has kind of re- now reiterated to the players I, I through, I believe, probably Tony Clark or some of the player representatives, like, hey, get your acts together. If you want to finish the season, get your money and get paid. You know, be responsible and let's finish the season. Let's see what happens and we'll talk about what happens next year because next year, Corey, <clears throat> is CBA time yep and that's gonna be that's gonna be a really intriguing thing when it comes up to comes in the offseason when coming up to the because spring training is going to ramp up again in, in February, and we might have the situation where the players might hold out because of this because of what happened this season. Do you, do, you think, do you think that might happen?
1: Yeah, and I mean, who knows? We might not even be ready to play baseball in February. I mean, there is, still is no vaccine for the COVID-19 right now. And, you know, I mean, we're talking right now. We're in August, so spring training is about six months away. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that it's six months away, but realistically... Um, is there going to be something ready in six months? But, you know, I, I think that the players are going to have a lot to say when it yep. comes to this season. Uh, I think, you know, I, I honestly believe that a lot of these players felt like they shouldn't have had had to have played this year. I think players are there's some there's a lot of players, I think, that are didn't want to play and are just playing because of their loyalty to their team and their teammates, but would probably rather not play. And I mean, we've obviously seen so many people that opted out. Um, but some people just are like that. They're not going to opt out. They're just going to shut their mouths and go play baseball. Right. But when it comes time in the collecting, the CBA comes up, they're going to, they're going to say something about it. They're going to, at these meetings, they're going to say, Hey, you know what, what, how, how, and it's going to be weird. How, how do you, neg- how do you, how do you put something like in a, an agreement like this? Like, how, you know, with all the pandemic stuff, how do you say like, Oh, by the way, if there's ever been a pandemic again, this is how we're going to do it. You know? Right, those I, things. I
2: mean, I mean, and it could be another hundred years before we have another one like this, because you know, back in, back in the late 1910s, uh, yep. we had the Spanish flu, uh, we yep. influenza, and they still played through that. Uh, I mean, this is a once in a once in a hundred year type thing. Uh, by By next season, by the time next season come around, comes around, either a the coronavirus will 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 phase out, or we'll
1: have a vaccine and we don't have to worry about this i mean you know, anymore so do you know you know how that spread do you know real quick do you know how that that spread the spanish flu spread it was like in philadelphia i was watching a show on on cbs about it they had a they had a parade in philadelphia and like when it was happening and they just had a parade and like 10,000 people contracted it like they like. So what like, you're
2: saying is that we should burn Philadelphia to the ground because
1: yes, yeah, because, definitely.
2: Or we should burn New York City to the ground because that's where that's where the epicenter was. But okay, I'm am joking. I'm joking. No,
1: I don't. I just it was just funny that they have that they're like oh yeah yeah there, there's a there's a you know and it's just the way the thinking is now. You know, a hundred years later, it's like. Dude, we can't even have people standing within six feet of each other. Like you go and people are freaking out about masks and everything. And that's the other thing about have you watched the games, Ryan, on TV where these guys are wearing masks? The worst culprit is Dom Smith of the Mets. He ha- always has a mask around his neck and never on his face. So you're gonna you're go so you're you're it's like those people who walk into like Stewart's. So oh, we plugged them, sorry, didn't mean to. Uh, they but no, they I'm go not, into a no store same. and they're Oh yeah. <laughs> They're too busy making milk or ice cream or eggs or whatever they're doing. Uh, but I'll take some of you think those. about it. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. Uh so they're they're sitting there and they're like on the field and they're not they're not putting the mask on. Like you go into a steward shop, guy shopping not wearing his mask. It's like, so why even have it on? You know, you look in the dugout, the managers are almost all have the masks yeah, on the man, and the, the other managers, players the co- don't.
2: The managers, the coaches and the trainers are required to have masks while in the dugout. Uh, players have the option of wearing one. Uh, I know Clint Frazier; he wears a he wears one of those neck gaiters, even though he doesn't really have to. But he's but he's wearing it, and it seems to be doing him pretty good because he's been smacking the crap out of the ball last couple of games when he got called up when John Carlos Stanton uh, went in the DL again. So, so hey, if
1: if if you're a super
2: if you're you know if you're a professional athlete. You can be superstitious at times. If you put that mask on and you have yourself some some really good games, keep it on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're going to move on to another topic. Uh, we want to talk about college football. Uh, th- last week after our recording, actually the, the day our first episode dropped, the, Pac-10, or the Pac-12 and the Big Ten announced that they were going to forego the fall season. Did you call that? I, I call the, the Pac-12. I thought ACC, but they want to play. The ACC wants to... So, I think we're going to have a new Power Six. Uh, ACC, the American, the Big 12, Conference, U- Conference USA, SEC, and Sunbelt. Yeah. The, power, the new Power Six. So, those are the six conferences in FCS that are going to... Or FBS, excuse me, that are going to continue with their seasons... But there's a new development with uh, Ohio State's quarterback, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. He's got. He says he's got 15,000 uh, signatures on a petition to play. <clears throat> Do you think that's going to turn things around with the Big
1: Ten? No. Okay. Nope. They've, these these conferences. It's it, it's it's there's a lot of liability involved if somebody were to get sick, somebody were to die. I mean, there's, you know. You have to sign off on a lot of these. These players, when they when they go to play in these games, baseball players, hockey players, college football players, they're signing a waiver basically saying that if they were to get COVID-19 or get sick, that the, the league isn't liable for that, that they can't get sued, they can't, you know. So I think in a lot of these, you know, conferences, they're scared about getting sued. Now, the SEC has a long, you know this, it, a long tradition, and they're never going to cancel. College yep. football is life down there mm-hmm. to these people. I mean, I'm not taking it away from other conferences, but the SEC is just a different type of world down there when it comes to college football. Yep. And, and you know, so I, I don't think that the Big Ten is going to change your mind. I know Nebraska, Ohio State, a lot of these schools yep, want le- to play, and that kind of Yep. And that kind of leaves open a question of. Should these conferences allow these teams to go out and play outside well, their conference? The
2: the I would like to have actually know who would like to have on on our podcast is my as my uh, my church's former associate pastor James. He's a big Nebraska fan. He he mm-hmm. he lives and he could not care less about about pro sports except for baseball because he's a big Royals fan. But he is—I mean, Nebraska College the University, of Nebraska the Cornhuskers football is life. It's it's like the SEC, but it's just so it's so many different traditions. I, I like to see—I like to get him on the podcast sometime. Maybe next week we'll talk about it more. If I'm not mistaken, the Big Ten commissioner said that if Nebraska plays any games this year, uh, whether they break away from the conference and they decide to play as an as an independent or join the Big Twelve. He said that they're no longer allowed. They'll no longer be allowed in. They won't be back in the Big Ten.
1: But well, if no you remember, the Big ten. Then Nebraska is still relatively new to the Big Ten, anyways.
2: Yeah, I think they've only been they've only been there for about uh, ten years. I think. I mean, I, I, that, I yeah. he tweet he he sent a tweet about something about Nebraska football the other day. I said, hey. Penn State's been in the league for twenty five years, and they're still cons- they're also still considered the red st- the red head stepchild of that conference. I mean, between them, Nebraska- Penn State, Nebraska, Maryland, Maryland, and Rutgers, Rutgers for goodness sake. I mean, Rutgers is basically a bye week in that in that conference. Yep. Um, you know, I think Nebraska if, if Nebraska is going to break away, it's going to set off so many so many. Um, So many bombshells in that, in that, in the landscape of, of college football. I mean, now do you remember, do you know the reason why Nebraska, I believe Nebraska went to the big 10 instead of staying the big 12? No, I don't. It's alleged that Texas university of Texas refused to upgrade its academic standards. So that's why they, Nebraska joined the big 10. Oh. No, I don't know if that's right or not. I'll definitely, I'll definitely confirm that with my buddy, my buddy James, but um, that's the primary reason why they went to the Big Ten, they went to the Big Ten.
1: You know, a few years ago when they were, when all the Power Five conference came out and the college football playoff came out, they were talking about these, you know, these mega conferences, these, you know, conferences that are just going to be huge and I always heard these rumors that there was going to be four conferences. They were just going to go, you know, the ACC and the SEC were going to merge, and it was going to be this super conference. And you got to wonder right now if teams are looking at that, if they're saying, "Hey, you know what is is it is conference is conference play really important?" Bear in mind, you know, you were just talking about Rutgers. You don't think a team? I mean, yeah, there's some teams out there that like those powder puff games where they can get an easy win. But think about it: if you're a team like Michigan or Michigan State or Penn State, you don't want to have to play Rutgers because it doesn't help your strengths of schedule for the college football playoff. It hurts it.
2: No, to and, play and, Rutgers. Do you want and and the Big Ten usually plays those really cupcake games where basically they pay some school to come some some poor school to come in and get stumped for five hundred thousand dollars. That's probably that's primarily the reason why the MAC canceled. Uh, cancelled their season, and the Mountain West cancelled their seasons because they, they couldn't they didn't want to afford the, they couldn't afford the travel, uh, because oh well, no because because everybody switched to conference only schedules, so that those games that bring in some money while getting Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize
0: playing Chumba Casino this year. I was
1: only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come
0: true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win. Life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice
2: in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Stumped, it helps invest in the program a little bit more. Uh, so they so typically Big Ten plays those games early in the season, like in like in August, September, before they ramp up the the,
1: the conference schedule. So I mean, it's one of those things. Like, are 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 these teams going to say, you know what, we don't need to be in a conference? You know, I mean, you look at like, uh, uh, you know, it's not a very good example of a C- Connecticut. Connecticut just dropped out of the American because um, they didn't think it was gonna. It was their benefit to for the travel and and for the competition to be in that. They can make their own schedule up, play teams uh, non conference. You know, teams as as a non conference opponent for teams. And they would have help their chance at you know improving their program. So you got to wonder if you know a team like Nebraska would say, you know what, maybe we become an independent. Maybe this just pushes them over the edge, you know, or maybe they look at changing conferences. Maybe you just don't know. But I think this is going to change things because you know there's going to be a rogue program out there that's going to play. You know there's gonna, you can't tell me when LSU and and you know Georgia are playing on TV that there's not going to be some program sitting there saying we should be playing right now and yeah, going, you know?
2: Yeah. The, the only independent that is intent on playing this season is BYU. Uh, they, they said they're going to try to get, get in three, four games. I think they, I think they play teams like, I think they play some big 10 teams. If the, some big 10 teams are willing to play them. Uh, the, the, the screaming, the screaming Mormons. Okay. They're called the Cougars. I know, but I have to call them yep. screaming, <laughs> screaming Mormons. Cause it's BYU. Um, but, they're the only independent who has said, "Yeah, we're we intend to play too." Uh, we've and they've already started practices too. Uh, I, I but I, do you think this is the end of this? Is, I see Nebraska going back to the Big Twelve. Yeah, they had the disagreements with academic standards for the entirety of the conference, but with the way that the Big Ten has treated them, other uh, schools have treated them. I think they they go back to the Big Twelve. And it's say, just you know weird. What? Well, we're
1: done with you. It's just weird seeing them in that conference when you turn a game on TV and you see them playing I like know. Wisconsin <laughs> and you're like, no, no, Nebraska should be playing Oklahoma. Yep. Nebraska should be playing, you Colorado. know, Colorado. Exa- who's in the perfect Pac-12. Colorado who's now in the Pac-12. It, it's like that's why like I've always said that the college football playoff is if you're gonna do a playoff, you got to get rid of conferences. But there's so much tradition in these conferences, especially in the SEC. The SEC, for me, dictates college football. No, it ab- does. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. And no, and it does. there's so much. And if if I've never been to an SEC football game before, but I've talked to people who have, and they say it's out of this world. It's like nothing like you've ever seen at any sporting event. When you go to the any of the SEC schools tradition, pride, and until you can you gotta mix things, and that's the thing, is you gotta mix things up and it's gonna take one team to come out and say hey, we're playing this about our conference and then all hell's gonna break loose So, Alright
2: Moving on to our final subject for the evening, and we got about five minutes left before we, we were gonna cut loose I'll talk about the story that I, I heard on our local program here in albany new york the other day about a seattle seahawks rookie corner uh rookie rookie defensive back who was cut because he tried to sneak a woman into the team hotel Corey, <laughs> what was he thinking
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i i mean it's just you can't re- i mean it was he was a rookie obviously so yes. it's Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, guys are going to be guys, (laughs) (laughs) but the way he goes about it, um, you know,
2: know, he tried to drive. Yeah.
1: So yeah, he
2: tried to disguise her as a player or a member of the, or a member of the team uh, it obviously didn't work. I, I I I when I first heard this story, I thought about car- in cartoons where you see little kids uh, get on top of each other's shoulders and put a trench coat on to try to get into a, try sneak into a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but here's I mean yeah Seattle I mean the Seahawks did the right thing, obviously with with uh, with COVID and protocols and. Social distancing with teams not playing each other in the preseason all they got is each other for for four weeks until until the season well begins on the 13th the 10th and the 13th and the 14th of September but what what what's interesting is that somebody tried to dox the woman who was allegedly snuck into the who was being snuck into the hotel and I think that's that's just
1: I don't like that <laughs> yeah it's irrelevant to who it was it's just it's it's dirty journalism you know, that's what it is yeah it's you know it's the kid made a mistake trying to do it you know you know and and i don't know if they had the rookie you know they had the rookie seminars they do i don't know if you yeah. remember that oh yeah i don't yeah. know if, i don't know if they did it this year or not but i mean guys are gonna be guys you know i went to you know when i was uh in my younger years i went to military school outside of you know philadelphia and we used to always try to sneak I didn't try to. Other guys did because, you know, uh, but they tried to, sure, you try to sneak girls Corey, into the sure. yeah, I, <laughs> I, was, I was 14 at the time, but yeah, um, they tried to sneak in uh, girls into the, and, and every once in a while you'd get away with it, but you wouldn't. But you're talking about uh, a major corporation, which is a sports team, and you're in a hotel and you're trying to sneak somebody in. It, it's You're, you're going to get caught. It's not like going through the back window or the back door of your parents' house here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's a rookie mistake, but it is kind of funny, though. Um, you know, I mean, it, the, it, it, it's just like, you know what? People got to use their brains when it comes to this. I mean, um, but I'm, I'm sure he got he's the, he's the, let's say he's the only one that got caught. I'm sure there's other people who have who are sneaking people in and they're not getting caught. So it's possible. I mean, this is, it's a funny
2: it's a lighthearted hard story. Of a guy who made a mistake, yeah, I, he may get picked up by another NFL team because he. Oh, I'm hoping he learned his lesson, but, but my my the bee in my bonnet is the fact that somebody tried to dox the woman, and that's just that's just that's just dirty, that's just dirty pool, and that shouldn't be done. I mean, mm. but I mean the guy will find he'll, he'll land on his feet somewhere. He'll probably have a funny story to tell when he goes to training camp, or another training camp, or if he goes to another league, he'll have a funny story to tell. Uh, but, but yeah, this is one of those weird things that again because of this pandemic that yeah, we're gonna have to, that players have to deal with. So all right so we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, we're at about the 38 minute mark and we're gonna wrap things up. So check us out on uh, we are we do have a Twitter page. I did set up a Twitter page for the podcast which is at no creds req. So it's no creds on Twitter at no creds req you can find us you can find the podcast page there uh again you'll also find us all of our other podcasts with the belly up sports with the belly up sports podcast network on our main page which is bellyupsports.com you'll find our podcast and others as well to listen to It, it gives very gives varying sports opinions on various sports topics so go ahead and check those out Corey, you have anything more to add before we sign off?
1: No, that's good. It was, we'll we'll look forward to seeing the Islanders win tomorrow, and uh, <laughs> hopefully this baseball season continues. Yep, and
2: hopefully the NFL. Hopefully nobody else uh, tries to sneak in any strangers and in, and uh, in, uh, into their hotel room. Uh, please God, don't let it be Macai Beckton of the New York Jets.
1: Just have them have. Them- Get a ladder. Have him go through a window. Come on. You know, get you remember, the old that, score.
2: Do you remember that commercial from years ago where you see these the, the offensive you, you see a bunch of offensive and defensive linemen climbing down a rope to sneak out of camp to get some to get some pizza and waiting yeah, I at the bottom is there is there is there line coach going going somewhere boys. And they're calling yeah, back up the back up the rope. Hard work,
1: dedication, commitment. <laughs> what commercial was that for? Is it like Pizza Hut? Yeah, it was like
2: I I can't remember if it was like Pizza Hut or if it was um, God, I can't remember. I have to look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'll maybe I'll post it on the Twitter account when I find it. But uh, Yeah, definitely. Alright, so Next week, we'll be recording our third episode, which is more than the first two, more than the first iteration of No Credentials required. so thanks for listening. Monumental. Monumental achievement. Boom. All right, so we're going to sign off, and thanks for listening, and until next time, we'll see you in the media booth. Peace. intro and outro music is on the verge by joseph mcdade check out his music and support him on patreon at patreon.com forward slash joseph mcdade thank you for listening to no credentials required powered by belly up sports and a part of the belly up sports podcast network for more articles and podcasts visit bellyupsports.com